Welcome to the Spiritual Teamwork Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Crenshaw. Welcome back. It's been a couple of weeks, but I wanted to do this podcast when the rewrite of the Didache in modern English hits Amazon, which it has. So if you don't know what the Didache is, or you don't even know what I'm talking about, here's a little recap. The Didache is an early church document, also referred to as a teaching of the Twelve Apostles. It's thought to have been written in the early to mid-2nd century. However, with the title The Teaching of the Twelve Apostles, some people feel it may be an even earlier work, and some of the church fathers even thought it should be included in the biblical canon, so it held a lot of weight in the early church. I was surprised last summer when our men's lunch group read this, and most of the copies are just reprints of a 19th century book. They're not modern text. So I wanted to make sure everyone had the ability to read the Didache in modern English. I'm not translating it from the original Greek. What I've done is I've got three public domain copies from the 19th century, and I'm using those to come up with a modern take on the document. If you're like me, King James English is really hard to read. In fact, I think it was hard to read for King James. The Didache was mentioned by several early church fathers in their writings. No copy of it had been found until a Greek bishop named Philotheos Brianos found it in a stack of other 11th century copies of early church documents in a monastery in Constantinople. Yes, that's still what the Orthodox Church calls Istanbul. The finding of the Didache is the completion of a circle for some scholars. You know, it's not on the level with the Dead Sea Scrolls or the Gnostic Gospels found in Egypt, but it's a document that scholars knew was out there. No one had just found a copy of it. The funny thing is, two teams of scholars passed this copy over a few years before Bishop Brienos found it and published it. The Didache is important to us because it gives us a glimpse into the early church. One of the biggest takeaways I have from reading it is that it was written to a group of people who were living a life separate from the world. It wasn't written to a country or a state or a city. It was written to a group of people who were separated from the Roman culture that they lived in. The Roman world was harsh and unforgiving for Christians. The Didache was written to teach them how to live lives separate from that world. Today, many people just live for the world and go to church. People in the time of the Didache live and breathed the church as community and participated in the world because they had to. They knew the world wasn't for them. They didn't try to change the world. They let Christ change them. I think this is a lesson I can learn today and maybe the church needs to learn today. So this is a short overview of the first five chapters, which are a catechism of the early church. The first part of the Didache starts with the teaching of the two ways, one of life and the other of death. And there is a great difference in the two. So here's a quote from the book. This is the first paragraph. This is the way of life. First, love the Lord your God who made you. Second, love your neighbor as yourself. Third, do nothing to anyone else that you wouldn't like to happen to you. To keep these teachings, bless people who talk bad about you, pray for your enemies, and fast for people who persecute you. What credit is it to you if you only love people who love you? Sinners can do that. This first part is very familiar to most people who have been in church for any length of time. We would call it the great commandment and the golden rule. It's not 12 ways to be a better Christian or 45 days to a more godly life. 
It's a simple love God, love your neighbor, and pray for your enemies. Isn't it amazing that 20 centuries later, this is still the hardest teaching we as Christians have? We can't figure these three things out, and our best writers and scholars think we're going to spend 30 days doing something or give us 10 lessons to get something, and we can't love God and everyone else. But that's the way it is with the Didache. Do the things that draw you to God, and don't do the things that draw you away. Jesus even said, if your hand causes you to sin, then cut it off. Jesus knew it's not our hands or our eyes or our cars, in my case, that cause us to sin, but it's our nature. The Didache draws this out very simply and gives a groundwork we can build a life on. It's not about changing the world. It's about letting Christ change us. So chapters 2 and 3 are admonitions against sin. Chapter 2 is a list of thou shalt nots, which I changed to don't do this or stay away from this. The main principles in this section that stick out to me is the prohibition on abortion. We may think abortion is a modern problem, but it's not. Apparently it was rampant in Rome and Greek society. It goes farther than that by saying not to kill a child that's been born. Today we wouldn't even think of doing this. But when a society declines, it becomes a reality. Again, the Didache doesn't say to go and make other people not have abortions either. It says you're a Christian, so you don't have an abortion. That's what I was talking about earlier. This wasn't written to the world. This was written as a how-to guide to live like Christians should live. And it wasn't anything new. Everything in the Didache came straight out of the Bible. It is so scripturally sound that it's just a summation, essentially, of the Gospels. But along with these admonitions in these chapters, the author tells us to become meek and patient and kind. I think these are things that we can work towards today, too. All we have to do is look around and witness the grandiose and boastfulness in our world today, which is another thing that the Didache says not to be. Don't be grandiose or boastful. 2,000 years later, and the Didache is just as pertinent today as it was then. Chapter 4 starts by telling us we should honor anyone who speaks the name of Christ. We should seek out people like this every day. But today, we're not able to connect with Christians on a daily basis. We live busy lives. But thankfully, we have podcasts and MP3s we can have with us at all times so we can learn and be encouraged. It also talks about how we should live in community and share everything we have. We need to be ready to support a brother or sister in need because if we share in the salvation through Christ, we should share in our earthly things as well. One of the not funny but strange sounding things to me was that it says that if we take money or goods and don't really need them, we'll be arrested and have to pay back every cent. I think this prohibition fell out of favor and can't really be re-implemented today. Because if you've ever been in church ministry for any length of time, People will show up and take stuff from the church whether they need it or not. That's just an observation. Finally, for this section, chapter 5 gives us the way of death. It's mostly just doing the things that we've been told not to do in the chapters before this. The best part of this section is this. You know you're on the path to death when you're destroying the image of God, not helping the needy, abusing the distressed, and advocating for the rich. It's just that simple. 2,000 years, and we're still at the same place. We as Christians are supposed to be separate from that, 
and live lives that don't look exactly like everyone else around us. I also know I'm the chief among sinners. I wish I could live a life truly for Christ and separate from this world, but it's really hard. All I can say is, Lord, have mercy, and thank Him for loving me and keep trying to live that life. And the Didache has encouraged me to live that kind of life. It's really been a change for me rewriting this whole thing, and it's really struck a chord within me. And I hope you will read it, and it'll strike a chord in you as well. That's it for this week. Next week, we'll get into the functional part of the Didache and talk about the baptism and Eucharist and church and community functions. I want to tell you my goal is to start editing books and documents from the first 300 years of the church. And if you're interested, you can help in a couple of ways. First, you can buy the books when they come out on Amazon, and there'll be a link in the description of the podcast. Or you can support this effort by becoming a patron on Patreon for a few dollars a month. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash spiritual teamwork. And that link will also be in the description. Either way, I'll be very appreciative. And if you can do both, I'll be super appreciative. But I also want to be very clear. If you can't contribute, please keep listening to the podcast and reading the blog. I'm very glad if you're here, and I'm very appreciative of every download, every listen, every like, or every share that I get. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.